Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we get into the stories, I wanted to do something a little different. I'm going to start asking you for specific topics at the beginning of each video, if you have a story that fits that topic. So for now, if you have a retail story, such as something that happened in Walmart or Target, or maybe even a fast food story, or a scary gas station story, if you have anything like that, be sure to send it in my way. And of course, if you have a Halloween story to send right before I do my Halloween video, that would be great too. You can send any scary story you have to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, I hope you enjoyed this one. And remember, to always, stay hungry. Okay, so to start off, I'd like to say that I live in the South, so it's totally normal to have a pocket knife or even pistols on your hip when in public. So keep that in mind when listening. When I was around 13, I used to always want to go to the mall to just walk around and window shop. So my mom would give me some money and walk around the stores that she liked while I went to my stores. One day we had been at the mall for about two hours and I had to go to the bathroom. But in this mall, not many of the stores have public bathrooms, so I had to use the one in the food court. I always tried to avoid this one because it's down a really big long hallway, and the women's bathroom is all the way at the end, beside an emergency door, whereas the men's and family bathrooms are only halfway down. As I was walking down the hall, I had noticed a man behind me in the reflector in the wall, but naturally... I assumed he must be going to the men's room, so I just kept walking, and he stopped at the door. I forgot all about him while I was in the bathroom, and I even thought the misunderstanding was kind of silly of me, but when I came out of the bathroom, he was standing right in front of the bathroom door, down this long hallway with no one around, and I was just face to face with this man. Thankfully, I managed to keep myself calm and I even found the courage to put on an intimidating look, and I just kept eye contact with him while adjusting my shirt to then flash my pocket knife at him. When he glanced down and saw it, he immediately turned and walked out of the emergency door, which sat at the end of the hall. I bolted down the hall and found my mom, then asked her to leave. When we got to the car, I had told her what happened, and she was really proud of me. Well, about a couple of weeks later, we were watching the news, and it said that sex trafficking had really picked up and gotten really bad in our area, and that if you're a woman, you have to have someone with you at all times. My mom and I just looked at each other with shocked looks of realization, and we haven't been back to that mall since. I know it's not the scariest story since everything was avoided, but as a 13-year-old girl all alone, it was pretty horrifying. This happened a long time ago when I was only 12 years old. At the time, I was living with my grandparents. My grandma needed me and my sister to go to the grocery store to get a couple of things for dinner. And since the store was only a five minute walk from home, it wasn't dark yet. My sister and I decided then it would probably be safe if we went by ourselves. We got to the store and got everything we needed. 
But on our way out, we encountered this woman that was standing by the entrance of the shop, and she had a cast on, and she had two grocery bags on the floor by her feet. I remember looking at her and wanting to help her, but I already had a bad feeling about this woman. We locked eyes and she gave me a really friendly smile. Too friendly if you know what I mean. But as a naive 12 year old girl, I smiled back. Now it's important to know that my sister who was with me was also the same age as me, as we're twins. She told me at that moment she didn't really think much of the situation. The lady then started asking us if we could help her and take her grocery bags to her car that was supposedly close to the store. At first, I said no, and I told her that we were already late and that our grandma was waiting for us at home, but the lady insisted, and so my sister agreed to take her bags to her car. I was a little mad at her, but decided to help. The car that was supposedly right next to the entrance was actually on the back side of the store. Halfway there, I looked at my sister, and I saw that she too was starting to freak out and that she was having a bad feeling about the situation. That's when we then saw a policeman. I then put down the bags, telling the lady, Hey, there's a policeman. I'll ask him if he can help you. This was also my way of testing her intentions and escaping at the same time. The lady then started saying that she didn't want to bother the police. She then pointed to a little car parked right next to a white van, then saying, That's the car. We're almost there. No need to bother. Since I knew that was a red flag, I called out to the cop. As soon as I did that, the woman then picked up both of the bags, no broken arm anymore, then ran to the white van, where there was a man waiting inside. That was when the both of us knew we had just escaped a very dark fate. We ran home and never talked about it again until a few years ago. It might not be the scariest story, but it sure did make me the little extra paranoid person I am today. I grew up sheltered and protected from the real dangers of the real world. I grew up naive and always seeing the good in people. This event truly awakened me of the dangers of being a young woman on her own in public. At the time, I was 19 years old. I had finally moved out and got my first apartment with my now wife. I grew up in a seemingly safe suburb and neighborhood, low crime rate. Nothing bad could happen, right? Or so I thought. One night, I had went to Ultra alone to get some makeup. It was early winter and around 8 p.m., so it was getting dark out. I went inside and got what I wanted and proceeded to attempt to get in my car. Across from me, I noticed a man trying to flag me down. I quickly got in my car as then five more guys came out. I locked my doors as fast as I could. One of them came and tried knocking on my window, trying to talk to me in Spanish, as well as signaling me with his hands to open the window. I froze up and kinda just sat there for a second and didn't respond. As soon as he realized I wasn't going to open the window or get out of the car, all of the guys got back into the car. I put my car in reverse and then peeled the hell out of there as fast as I could. I regrettably didn't call the cops 
because I was really shaken up and I didn't really know what to do. Later that month, I saw reports of attempted kidnappings in that same shopping area. I'm so grateful that they didn't catch me and I really hope they didn't get the chance to kidnap anyone else. Needless to say, now I check around and under my car at night, I peek in the back seat before sitting in it as well, and I also carry a knife or gun. It's a dangerous world out there, and the safe place I grew up is no longer safe. Stay vigilant and be careful. This is one of those childhood stories then, at the time, I didn't realize how truly scary it was. Or I guess I should say how scary it could have been. That is, if life's bizarre chain of events didn't happen the way they did. To be honest, I forgot all about this story's events until recently. It's hitting me now how quickly your own mind buries certain events in order to protect you from the horror of it all. You wish you could forget it, but it comes crawling back one way or another. The story happened when I was about 8 years old. I'm now 24. Every year when I was younger, my parents would take me to Callaway Park. It's an amusement park in a city in Canada. It doesn't have a theme or anything. Just colorful rides, entertainment, junk food, shops, and games. It was always a fun time for me when I was younger. Sometimes I brought a friend with me, but this time it was just me and my mom and dad. We got to the park right when it opened that morning. We had made our way to the big green roller coaster. At the time, it was the newest and biggest ride in the park. My dad rode with me on most of the rides because my mother had severe motion sickness. That year, I remembered I was tall enough to ride the coaster all by myself, and I had pointed it out to my dad in excitement. We had rode the coaster together quite a few times that morning, because that ride always got busy in the afternoon. Around 1pm, we ate at the Callaway Cafe for lunch. I gobbled my craft dinner fast because all I wanted to do was get back out and go on more rides. So the 20 minutes it would take my parents to eat felt like an eternity to my kid self. As I was impatiently waiting, I could hear the roaring of the roller coaster. The line I could see from our table was long, but for some reason, I just wanted to go on it one more time. I asked my parents if we could go. My dad said sure, he just wanted to wait a bit because he just ate. I have no idea why, but for some reason, I had started begging for them to let me go by myself. They initially said no, and for good reason. For some context, the queue for the line is a set of stairs that leads up to the zigzag part of the queue. Then when you get off the coaster, you have to go down another flight of stairs on the opposite of the ride. Then you have to walk a path of trees and other rides before you get out into the clearing again. So in other words, I would be out of their sight for a long while. But again, for whatever reason, I kept begging and begging to go by myself. As I kept begging and trying to convince them to let me go, we walked outside to a bench close to the entrance of the roller coaster queue. I could tell they were getting annoyed, but they sat down on the bench so that they could be eye level with me. 
My parents said I could go, but I had to come right back here, where they were sitting directly after my ride was done. They reiterated it to me over and over. My kid self got so excited to go on a big ride all by myself. Okay, okay, yeah, I know, Mom. Can I go? Please, please? I said while jumping up and down. My dad shook his head, with both him and my mom saying, Have fun. I quickly ran off giggling, waving back to them as I ran to the line. I'd heard my dad shout something back at me, but I didn't hear. I just stuck my hand up in the air without turning around. I felt so happy. The kind of happiness that only an innocent kid feels. As I waited in the line, I watched the coaster glide loudly up and down the track. Just excited to feel like I had a bit of freedom. Quickly, however, I got bored. As obviously back then, nobody was on their phones or had iPads. I started looking at the people around me. I remember in front of me were two girls who I'm guessing were teenagers. Then behind me was an adult man. He looked like he was with his family because I saw two young boys and a woman behind me. I ended up looking up at him and he looked down at me. I remember thinking then he looked like a sweet dad. He had kind facial features and I remember that he had a dark green t-shirt, jeans, and white runners. He didn't look threatening at all. Like I said, he just looked like someone's dorky dad. So, are you a little scared to ride the big coaster? The man asked warmly. My cocky little smart mouth responded back with, Ha, no. I've been on this ride a hundred times before. The man chuckled warmly and said, Ah, so you're just an expert with thrill rides, huh? I nodded my head with confidence. Then he started asking me questions like, Is this your favorite ride? Have you tried the Dippin' Dots ice cream? What's your favorite TV show? At that point, I didn't think anything of him talking to me. My parents did have a long talk with me about Stranger Danger before, and this didn't seem wrong to me at the moment. The question seemed innocent enough, so I engaged, but then that safe feeling diminished when he then asked, What's your name, and where do you live, hun? My heart dropped instantly. I didn't quite know what was going on. All I knew was that something was wrong. Stupidly, I then told him my real name. But thank God I was smart enough to tell him that I lived in the city that Callaway Park was located. At my response, his demeanor changed. His eyes lit up like an animal who had just spotted some prey. And then suddenly, his smile seemed evil. Ah, that makes sense. Now I know how you've ridden this ride so many times. You're a local. A shiver ran down my spine as he said those words. I didn't know what to do or what to say. In hindsight, I should have just got the hell out of line or even just started making a scene. But I was frozen in place. The only thing my young naive self wanted to do was ride this roller coaster. Are you here by yourself? He asked. I looked him in the eye and immediately said that my parents were waiting for me to get off the ride. At that, 
He then went on about his wife and daughters having a lunch at the cafe. I tried not to look at him. Then, he piped up and said, Hey, I have a great idea after the ride. Why don't you come with me, and you can meet my daughters and our family, so we can walk around the park together, and then you'll have some friends to ride with. What do you say? Sounds like fun, right? Out of pure panic, I sharply said, Uh, I have to go tell my parents first. Keeping his calm tone, he replied, Then it's all settled. You stay with me after the ride, then we can go to your parents. He then tried putting his hand on my shoulder, but I moved away. By this point, we were the next few people to get onto the coaster. It then hit me that the kids and the lady that were behind him were not his family, and that the family he had talked to me about was a complete lie just to make me feel safe. I got so scared at that thought. In my head, I thought, Okay, I just need to sit as far away from him as possible, and then after I need to run. Run, and not look back. When the worker opened the door, I then booked it to the front of the coaster. I noticed he sat near the back. I didn't give it a second thought, and I took my seat at the front. Then, after everyone was settled, the worker came around and locked all the seatbelts. Then I realized why he sat in the back, and then immediately I wanted to kick myself in the head. The worker station is at the back of the ride, so that when he unlocks the seatbelts, he would be unlocked first. I'm so stupid, I said to myself. As the ride ascended the first big hill, my mind only focused on the sprinting I would have to do, reminding myself over and over I had to run and not stop until I was beside my parents. I had never been so terrified and helpless before. While everyone was screaming for joy from the loop-de-loops, I screamed too, out of anger and fear. This man does not get to take me away. This man does not get to take me away. I repeated that over and over again. As the coaster slowed down, I wiped my sweaty hands on my shorts as I waited for the worker to unlock my safety belt. It felt like forever, but when I finally heard the loud click of the coaster car being unlocked, I jumped out of the cart and booked it to the stairs. However, I couldn't run down the stairs fast enough, and he caught up to me. Hey, hey, don't run away from me like that, young lady. He said loudly as he grabbed my wrist. He grabbed it so tight as we made our way down the stairs with all the other people getting off the ride. He grabbed my little wrist so tight it hurt and it started to burn. I tried yanking my arm away, but he was way too strong. You stay with me so you don't get lost, he said in a dad tone. I looked around frantically and wide-eyed. To everyone else, I looked like just another bratty kid trying to run away from my dad. I felt so fucking alone and way too scared to scream. I kept trying to move my arm, but it was no use. Then all of a sudden, some kid ran right into the man and this kid's mother was right behind him. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Kids, you know, so hyped up on sugar, the mother said. Without missing a beat, the man assured her that it was okay as he then laughed and cracked a joke. At that point, he had loosened his grip slightly, and I then pulled away and ran for my life. 
Hey, please stop her! The man yelled after me. I did not look back. I kept running. At one point, I felt that someone tried to grab my shirt. But lucky for me, they didn't grab hard enough. I kept running. I never felt more relief when I was only a few paces away from the eyes of my parents. When I ran around the other side of the bench, my parents started laughing. Then my dad joked. When we said come right back after the ride, I didn't mean you had to run, kiddo. I felt like crying. I had never been so happy to see my dad and hear his voice. Both of my parents stood up, and I immediately grabbed my dad's hand. As we started walking, I saw that same man staring at me from a distance. I felt a small victory. He couldn't get to me now. While holding my dad's hand, I stuck my tongue out at him, giving the kid equivalent of a fuck you. I remember when my parents told me about Stranger Danger before this. I pictured bad people so differently, like someone who looks dangerous or gives off a certain vibe. But on that day, I got a big wake-up call. If anyone else saw him at the park, they would not have given him a second look. He blended right in, but as he stared, he burned a hole in my memory. Writing this, I reminded myself just how scary he was in plain sight and how no one else in that park could see his evil except me. I never told my parents. Looking back, I should have. My reasoning back then was based on my home life. On vacation, things were generally good, but my home life was very touch and go. I walked on eggshells around my parents. I never really knew when I would get yelled at next. So in my mind, at the time, I thought that would make the whole thing my fault for giving in to a stranger. After we passed the man, I didn't see him for the rest of the day or ever again. Eventually, I forgot this even happened until around COVID time when I had a lot of free time to myself and this scary day came creeping back into my memory. If I have any advice for people, if anything like this happens to you, please speak up to someone. Parents, do not leave your young children alone in public places ever, and please make sure they feel safe enough to talk to you about scary and traumatic events that have happened to them. It's so scary to think that the only thing that stopped that man from taking me and doing whatever he wanted to do to me was that little boy who ran into my kidnapper and a mother distracting the man because of what her son did. I hate to think about what that man had planned for me.